0: Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun food and drink focused podcast about all things eating and drinking in San Diego, and we are thrilled this week to be sponsored by Donovan's. Have you seen the new view at Donovan's Steak and Chop House, a brand new patio with tabletops that overlook La Jolla Shores? Now with happy hour every day from four to six, Donovan's is continuing its fine dining excellence, but now with a view to match. Visit any of the two restaurants in downtown San Diego or La Jolla, and for reservations, go to donovanssteakhouse.com. Welcome, everybody. Hi. How's it going? Hello. That's Archie. It's, I'm Erin of standing Magazine. Yeah, here's Archie. How's it going? It's good. It's been a
1: minute. Our listeners don't know because we you know, generally put out a podcast every week, but it's been a minute, a minute
0: since we got together. Yes. We took Thanksgiving off. Yep.
2: We did indeed.
0: And that is not the voice of Troy Johnson. This is
2: definitely a much more beautiful voice than his. <laughs> you do a okay. good kind of voice
0: on the microphone. Um, that is David Martin, the producer of this podcast. Troy is Zooming here in his car, hopefully not getting in an accident in the rain. Um, that's David Martin. He produces this podcast. If you want to talk to um, us about sponsoring the podcast or uh, becoming a part of it, David is the guy to call. Uh And we are excited. We have a great show um, today after being off for a little bit. We have Chef Danilo um, Tangolin of Bivouac Cider Works here. That's the current review in San Diego Magazine um, that that is out right now, right? Yeah, it's in the November issue. November. Will this be out?
2: This will be Be out out today, uh, today
0: actually, (laughs) of all things. So we are going to talk with, I'm going to call him DJ, Chef DJ. How are you? I'm I'm good. good. How are you?
3: Good. Thanks Uh, for having me.
0: Thanks for coming. We're going to talk with you in a little bit. Um, But in case you guys haven't listened to our show, we always start with hot plates. Archna is going to give us a rundown of what's been opening and closing lately. We're going to talk with our special guest. And then we have um, a hot topic on the rise of the Christmas pop-up bar. I guess we have these now in San Diego. They started in New York. We get everything two years later. (laughs) Um, But this year... I don't know. Gosh, it looks like 90 Venues did it in New York, and I guess we have it here. I don't know, we're going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we're going to talk all about it. Okie dokie. All right, Archie, why don't you start us off with hot plates?
1: So this is a rumor that I tried to confirm, but maybe David can chime in. But the deal is that Chef acurcio of Solare is leaving Solare and opening a new outpost downtown. Can everyone confirm this? That Chef is not. That is
3: confirmed because I saw him yesterday and the day before. <laughs> OK. <laughs> yes,
2: and I spoke to Randy as well. Perfect. So. Randy
1: didn't reply to my email.
2: Got to shoot him a text, but okay. uh, he basically is staying on. I believe in a consulting role <laughs> at least until they have someone else locked into place.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Is this is this a strained parting?
2: I don't think so. I okay. think he was just looking to kind of do his own thing. Uh, for everything I've read that Randy said, it's like it seems like it's still really positive, and you know, the okay. it's still
1: DJ.
3: Yeah, do you yeah, have intel. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely helping out with the menu and mentoring the guy that's in charge there right now Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah I mean deep inside every chef's dream is to run their own business right you know so I think it's time for him you know he's a well-respected chef in town and we're all happy for him to make this move cool
1: OK, how about El Hardin? It's made some big news recently. So this is the restaurant in Liberty Station, led by Claudette Zapata wilkins We've had her on the podcast before. So her restaurant, El Hardin, made the list of best new restaurants in America in both Esquire and Food and & Wines. So that's pretty major. Way to spotlight San Diego. And it's also in San Diego Magazine in our December issue. Troy reviewed it for December. Oh, I was going to say, I got my months <clears> mixed
0: up, <throat> up when I said that, um, that the Bivouac review. I was like, wait, what about El Hardin? But that's Bivouac's still,
1: yeah.
3: like, still still
0: kicking out. and around you know, in the November we're just, issue. We're just chilling. <laughs> and so just <laughs> in case you guys are listening and you're wondering which one to pick up, um, if you see the Sanding Magazine with desserts on the cover, that has the Bivouac mm-hmm. review in it. And if yep. you see the Sanding Magazine with heroes on the cover, that has the El Hardin review in it. Yep. Both are available online, yeah. of course and you should become an insider and then you would there you go
3: I'm so yeah. happy for El and I mean we need more of that in San Diego like we just gotta keep going
1: yeah it seems really well received so far people are absolutely it. yeah it's really cool do you do you like communicate with Claudette have you met her before have you ever I've met her? her before
3: I mean San Diego community is so small like yeah. you you will bump into other chefs and events and you know so I've been always admiring her work and cause I actually we have a little bit of um, uh, history but because I followed her at C180 oh, that's uh, when right. she left C180. So I was one of the chefs that they hired to replace the old team. Cool.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. And then Buona Forchetta, I feel like they're in hot plates like every day. Yeah. Every other night.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, and they're back in a concept that you might not expect. So Buona Forchetta is opening up a barbecue spot in South Park, sort of across from where A Daily Scoop is, um, that sort of entree to South Park. It's opening next summer, and they're going to be serving all ser- styles of barbecue. So the story is that Mateo became friends with this now chef Antonio Kawadji. I don't know. Kowaji. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Um, they met through uh, Mateo's daughter's school, and Antonio is this avid home barbecuer, and he works in the racing industry, so he was traveling a lot, tried a bunch of barbecue. Antonio started cooking it. Mate- Mateo tried it, and he's like, let's partner up on a restaurant. And it's going to be a little bit upscale. There's going to be tapas, small plates, wine, so sort of that Buena Forqueta aesthetic, mm-hmm. but a different menu of items. Interesting. Yes. Not
0: the same name. Do we know that? Do we uh, say that? Um, Cabron?
2: Cabron. I believe that is correct. Is
0: this the old Vagabond space? I wasn't here when Vagabond existed. I'm, I'm not
2: sure. I'm pretty sure this is actually going into that spot that they were going to be mm-hmm. putting that bakery.
1: The Yeah. The bakery where Rebecca's was is still going to happen, and then, like, literally, like, kitty corner there was another oh. vacant spot that was going to be a bakery but now this is going to be the barbecue spot and the older becca space will still be that non-profit bakery i gotta
0: go over there there's a lot with one <laughs> going on i hope it's yeah. a little italian place still in the corner where you could sit in the window seat mazara yeah it's yeah. still there yeah uh, it's it's uh,
1: kicking i hope it stays alive it's not very full so awesome. this maybe is right next to that
0: uh-huh like uh, around there a the couple bag doors bag
1: down
3: that's actually yeah. cool to hear the the history, or not history, but, like, how that idea came mm-hmm. about. Because there's a lot of, like, talk in town about Buena Forchetta doing a barbecue joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And knowing that he met someone that's, like, a barbecue person kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right. Instead of, like, they're like, oh, let's open a barbecue joint and put it next to this other barbecue joint. Totally. <laughs> there's been a lot of talk, like, why yeah, is Buena exactly. going into it? So, but like, I dug the, a little bit. There and you go. It Knowledge all boiled power. down to his daughter's Knowledge school. So that's how yeah. it actually
0: came to it's fruition. It's just so funny when you know things and all the... Bullshit doesn't (laughs) pan out. Exactly. Interesting. Okay, how about Council Brewing? Oh, bummer. I know. I'll let David take this one because he sent it to me.
2: Oh, that's so sad. It was actually just announced today um, that Council is closing after five years. Uh, You know, they said basically it's just, you know, the same problem that a lot of these breweries have been having in 2018. Oversaturation of the market uh, and just, you know, overhead costs being kind of like through the roof. Um, it sucks because Council really was like the go to brewery for sours, and this is the second sour brewery that mm. we've lost in the last three months. So uh, it's a bummer. I think they also tried to expand a little too quick, but uh, let's just hope that everyone there can uh, land on their feet, all right?
3: Yeah. I but mean, is, open is this the bubble, though? Is this the bubble that everybody's Ooh. talking about? So
2: It it might. is. I think so. And then, but at least they're trying to turn like the negative also into a positive. So basically, uh, from now until they close on the 15th, they're selling all the bottles for a minimum of $5 that they have, like even the old stuff, like cellared and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And all the proceeds are going to um, Sudsmith which is basically a food bank uh, nonprofit for the holidays. Nice.
0: Cool. Yep. It does make you think about stuff, though. Like, you know, we interview people all the time, or we hear stories about, oh, I quit my job to open the brewery. And it's like, God, oh, you got to think about that. Yeah. Because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might not work out. Um. And they're still open for a little
1: bit. Um, the Santee location is open till December 14th. Kearney Mesa till December 15th. So go support them in this last week yeah. or so. And then how about Supernatural Sandwiches? Very popular sandwich spot. They have a new location. It's in Little Italy on Kettner Boulevard. And it's at the base of this new luxury apartment building. There's also going to be a Baboy Gelato, which is that La Jolla Gelateria. Um, I think there's also a Zinc Cafe that's coming there. So... Mm. What would a hot plate segment be without Little Italy, right? There you right. go. <laughs> it's like
3: that'll a new restaurant good. every two days.
0: I know. That'll be good for us for lunch. We can go yes. up there and get sandwiches. It looks
3: mm-hmm. gorgeous. I walked walk by it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had a dinner at Juniper and Ivy, and then I saw the location. looks great.
0: Mm-hmm. You should just be part of our hot plate segment. Yes. I know. You so have so the intel. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs>
1: Uh, Okay, one more Fort Oak. Yes, I got the update from their team. This is the Trust Restaurant Group's new restaurant coming to Mission Hills on Fort Stockton, sort of parallel to Goldfinch. So it was supposed to open in, I think, November, December, and now it's being pushed to the second week of January. So just so if everyone's waiting with bated breath, wait till the second week of January. That also looks like it's going to be beautiful. Oh, yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, I love everything that Brad oh does and his team. We're big fans awesome. of trust here. Yeah. Love and that place. So
0: if the whole food community, I mean, I feel like we always ask chefs like where do you eat and what mm-hmm. are you liking lately and I, every third, fourth one says trust, yeah. trust, trust, mm-hmm. trust, trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very good. Uh, okay, you guys, that's Hot Plates. Archana keeps a Hot Plates column in San Diego Magazine every month, so make sure you check your print issues. Uh, Troy keeps a blog at saniegomagazine.com in between print issues with this kind of stuff in it. Um, Bruce also has a great beer blog on there, so just make sure you check the website. But really, this is when I get to hawk the insider program because <laughs> it's, just, it's really a great way to stay up to date with all of our different platforms and all the different stuff going on that comes out of this company. So if you become an insider, it's basically kind of the new way that we think about subscribers to the magazine instead of just subscribing to the magazine you become a member of our organization you have a private facebook group you can ask us questions we throw a we throw a hosted happy hour every single month for our members you do get your magazine delivered every month as well it comes out about a week or so before it hits newsstands but like we're throwing a holiday party for our insiders and we're Mm -hmm. inviting everyone to come to our office and meet the staff and hang out a lot of our best partners and advertisers and just sort of close confidants that we do sort of editorially screen um send out really great offers for our insiders every month. So anyway, I just, I, I think it's a really exciting program, and I've met a lot of the insiders and they're super fun, and it's just a great group. And so the holiday party's next week. So you, if yes. you join today, you can still come hang with us next Probably. week. Probably, because this is going to, wow, you're going to turn this around quick. Like oh
1: yeah, it's going to no. be about
2: 30 minutes after. <laughs> <laughs> once, I, once I get the blog post from Archie. Oh, this one feels like, like, so it's,
1: it's
0: all on me, really. It's, it's like kind real of time. live.
2: It is. It's the closest I think we've ever been True. to True.
0: I'm used yeah. to two weeks of time. <laughs> anyway, but yes, yeah, so no, the insiders are really cool. You guys can find out more about it. ST mag.com slash insiders it's only 10 bucks a month um, okay we are going to move on uh, chef dj thank you for joining us i'm going to read a little bit about you that archana um researched and, and and found out about you here although a lot of people listening probably already read your review in the magazine but you're the chef at bivouac cider works which troy reviewed for this november issue the one with desserts on the cover uh, chef you interned at plenty of big name restaurants like brian Voltaggio's volt eric repairs 10 arts bistro where's that uh Philly, in inside of Ritz-Carlton. Oh, okay. oh fancy! Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Carmelini's Locanda Verde, Daniel Patterson's Coy, and even um, Liberna Den. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, before mm-hmm. running the kitchens at Tidal here in San Diego and Jordan here in San Diego, both at the beach. Welcome, officially. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for Thanks having, for having me. me. Those are some fancy places that you work. Fancy, you know. <laughs> How did you? What's the San Diego connection? How did you end up here?
3: Uh, I ended up here because my okay. wife's uh, brother was in the Navy. And so he was here for a four-year term, and on his last year, he was like, why don't you guys come hang out here and check it out? And then we came here, and then we went home, we packed our bags, and drove back here. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Wow. That's exactly what happened. So what year was that?
3: Uh, 2012.
1: So what was the food scene like? What did you think of it when you came here?
3: 2012, I mean, it's just the beginning of what we see now. I mean, Little Italy was not Little Italy. La Jolla was still like the you know two or three places there in the AR Valentine, the 910 the Georges Whisk and Ladle Mm -hmm. um and pretty much nothing else I mean I didn't hear a lot about North Park and all the other places I mean downtown was downtown but it was 2012 was like the beginning you know I felt like I got in just in time to see how everything unfolds
0: right because I mean as we were going through hot plates like you know all the names you know all the people and I mean you're not new to town obviously yeah
3: I mean I'm This is my seventh year in town, Mm -hmm. or six, seven years, so, and, you know, I'm pretty active with, like, the food community. I I go out and eat all the time, and every time I get invited to do an event, you know, I I hardly say no, (laughs) unless there's, like, a conflict of schedule when there's, like, two events in one day. Right. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I'm just staying active and trying to do my part to help San Diego keep moving forward with the food scene
0: so tell us about what's your sort of food philosophy what's the menu like bivouac is right in the heart of north park mm-hmm. and a lot of people know about the beverage program yeah. like cider you know it's it's known for yeah. offering lots of different kinds of cider but you're you do the food talk about the food and what's your what's so your the philosophy food,
3: um the philosophy is always you know let ingredients sign and i love um when i come up with a dish i mean for me the creative part is before you even plate anything mm-hmm. and that's what i love about food Uh, But at Bivouac, you know, we started off with the inspiration of cider, which is gluten-free. So we focus a lot of Mm gluten-free items. Yeah. And then um, besides that, the cuisine-wise, I mean, San Diego is such a beautiful city when it comes to seafood and, you know, all the little farms here and there. And we have so much to offer in San Diego. So we use a lot of, like, seasonal items and sustainability. And obviously, I have... I grew up in the philippines so i put a little bit of filipino influence in there mm-hmm. and i work with a lot of different chefs so i've learned a lot of french techniques spanish techniques italian techniques so it all comes together with armenia
1: what are the three dishes you love the most like what do we have to order when we go in oh man there's so many
3: um so i know our, what troy liked yeah. i went for brunch and the steak and eggs blew my mind there you go it was so good nice yeah so I mean our categories on the menu are divided into five so we have a vegetable focus menu a meat menu a seafood menu a sandwich menu and then dessert so like on the seafood one I'm I'm very happy with our poke I mean we won best poke for I love poke festival. So. and you
1: used to live in Hawaii and so I you used know to live in Hawaii po- so, so you like can... I'm
3: connected with poke yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> three years living in Hawaii and my neighbors are fishermen so I wake up with like a fresh tuna <laughs> on our doorstep oh, it was that's just so cool. I was just spoiled when I was in Hawaii um one of my favorite thing on the sandwich menu is our longanisa sandwich. So it's like a Filipino style sausage patty with carnitas, grilled pork belly, braised kale, mustard sauce on a brioche bun. Wow! And it's like killer, killer. <laughs> and then uh, one of the biggest popular things on the menu right now is our fish and chips, which is unexpected.
0: Yes, I ordered that. I've only yeah. been there once, and I went with a couple, with my husband and another couple. And we ordered it, and it came, and I went, oh, oh, okay, yeah. it's jet black. Yeah. The fish comes, and I mean, it's as black as this microphone that I'm talking into, but tell everybody why.
3: Yeah, so every time I come up with a dish, I try to come up with something new that people have never seen, you know, whether it's just an ingredient or a technique or a combination that people haven't seen. I mean, that's, for me, that's the challenge, and that's the beauty of you know, being a chef and the creative part of it. And so what we did is, and it wasn't even part of our opening menu when we opened Bivouac and, you know, Lara and Matt, you know, our owners was like, you need to put fish and chips. People love fish and chips. And I'm like, I sat on that idea for a while. There's a lot of things that I'm like, I know people want it, but like, how can I deliver something that they've never seen before? And so with the fish and chips, you know, we have cider just flowing nonstop at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So we created a cider batter, which a lot of people use beer batter. We use cider batter. And then we infuse it with squid ink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the choice of fish is also different. It's salmon, right? It's salmon. So when you bite into it, it's like black and orange and it has that <laughs> kind of cool effect on but it. But
0: yeah, I mean, how do you describe like that squid ink flavor? It's salty. It's It has mm-hmm. more flavor. Yeah. Like the batter I mean, has, 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 a, has a briny, salty kind yeah.
3: of... I mean, it just match. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the chefs that I learned how to create dishes with, he always says like, if they grow together, they swim together, or they... You know the diet of one fish is like shellfish. Then you pair it with the shellfish, it'll taste good. So same thing. You know, um, I felt like something adding something seafoody on a seafood only enriches it. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And so, how did you come to Bivouac? How did you meet Lara, the co-owner? Right, mm-hmm. Lara Warm. Um, she's been in the restaurant industry for a while. Like, so how how did you come to Bivouac?
3: So she's been doing a lot of R and D and going around town asking people, like, hey opening a restaurant, you know, this is what we were thinking, like, who should we call for um, creating our cocktail program, who should we call for, like, managing a restaurant, who should we kind of call for and get advice for, like, food, and somehow, like, her network and my network kind of got to each other, it was like, talk to DJ, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. we had a meeting, and we were like, this might be a great match, <laughs> and we kind of just went off from there.
0: It's a beautiful space too. Yeah. I, my husband and I and the other couple we went with, you know, we we have kids and we don't go out to all the cool new hit places all the time. And we went to North Park, and we all used to live somewhat in that area like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's good to note for people that haven't been yet, it feels a little bit. Um, I don't know, the vibe felt a little mature. It yeah. was kind of nice, it wasn't like North Park, like, oh, I'm yeah. going out, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. a going out vibe, like it felt sort of mature, the food is interesting, the, the volume is a little bit low, like mm-hmm. it was just a nice cozy place to go yeah. have dinner with, with friends. And
3: that's all part of the plan. I mean, mm-hmm. they rugged and finesse, you know, kind of deal. So you don't go- And it's go, beautiful, I mean, the design yeah, of the space is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, shout out texture. Um, no, I mean, it's great and there's, there's a story on every corner. You know, the story why we call it Bivouac, the story why we name our cider, how it is, the story behind every little detail. What Um, is the story
1: behind the name?
3: So Bivouac is temporary shelter. So we treat our guests as everybody's there Mm. temporarily. So we do our best to make sure that we have a lasting memory with them. You know, so when you walk in there, there's ropes that's hanging and it looks like a tent. Mm. So that's our kind of camping area. And all of our ciders are named after tying knots.
1: It's very outdoors themed. It's very outdoors themed, yeah. yeah.
3: Camping, outdoor adventure. And our bar is a topography of Torrey Pines
0: cool yeah Yeah. i love it so neat okay so give us your opinion on this hot topic the rise of the christmas pop-up bar in san diego we have polite provisions participating for the second year in a row this whole thing started in new york in 2014 and by 2016 there's 17 bars participating this year i guess there's 90 venues internationally Mm -hmm. or everywhere so every bar pays a flat fee to participate and then they Buy kitschy Christmas mugs and other holiday-appropriate glassware from the Founders Barware Company. Each bar gets recipes for a dozen cocktails, Mm -hmm. themed playlists, decor suggestions, and printed materials, including menus and artwork. So, but yeah, basically, it's like, here, pay us this money, and we'll transform your bar into, like, a holiday wonderland yeah. Yeah. for a month. Um, we have, I guess we have a blog post coming up later this week um, as well that's going to include polite provisions, but also other bars, mm-hmm. like, cool holiday bars that you can go to this time yeah. of year. What do you think about that?
3: I love it. I mean, I'm Filipino. I celebrate Christmas September 1st. <laughs> like, I'm all for it. And I don't stop celebrating till like, January 5th. I think that's, like, Three Kings Day or something like that. <laughs> right, yeah. like I grew up Roman Catholic, and, like, in the Philippines, like, Christmas is our holiday, so, like, Christmas thing is, like, my thing. It's a big deal. I love it.
1: The Polite Provisions one yeah. is really fun. I went last year, and it's, like, over-the-top but amazing. Yeah. Go on a weeknight when it's a little less crowded. It is so fun. It just really gets you in the hall. Ho- I don't even celebrate Christmas and I yeah. just love it.
2: I was there Sunday. There you go. Uh, it was great because exactly what you said, it wasn't like not too, too busy. Uh, and you know, they do have that also that special drink menu just for it, which was. Which you
1: uh, get with this flat fee. I had no idea yeah. there was like a fee
3: Yeah, me too. I was listening. I was yeah. like, what?
1: Wait, meaning the bar paid.
0: The bar pays this like organization that like sends yeah. them recipes. And I bet that organization decor. markets it too. and Yes, these oh, yeah. they, they get the marketing too. too. Um, I should note to everybody listening that David is from Vermont. Archness from New Jersey I'm getting the sense that if you if you live in San Diego and you miss the snow and the cold and the coziness it definitely you could get that vibe at Polite Provisions because they like they they cloud the windows and make Mm -hmm. it you know snowy and because I don't know I went and I was a little like okay (laughs) I think maybe but I think maybe if you love that that. and you miss that I think i you know what I realized I was in New York
1: a couple months ago and I just miss restaurants where it's small and cozy and you tuck in and I just realized like I mean I obviously know the weather is beautiful here you want those roll up windows you want indoor, outdoor, you want yeah. five patios. But there's something nice. This is why I think Troy and I love Little Lion. Like, There's something nice about the small place that you can tuck into. You have to get close to your person that you're talking with. You have a nice glass of wine it and a warm meal. It does feel like that at Play and Provisions. And I think at Play Provisions, especially this time of the year, it feels mm-hmm. like that. I agree. I have one more question for DJ if we can just place it in. I think we can. Okay. Um, So I want you to tell us about the influx of Filipino cuisine that's happening in San Diego. A lot of people are talking about it. I'm curious if you think we're doing well. Do we need more? Why is it catching on?
3: I think we definitely need more. I mean, I believe that when it comes to food trends and anything like that, timing is everything. Mm -hmm. You know, when it got to San Diego, there's barely no existence of any type of, like, Filipino food movement. And a few years later, there's a couple restaurants, I believe— Ocean Pacific Grill was one of the ones that I remembered. They shut down after less than a year. Hmm. And I went in there, checked out their menu. You know, it's not the way that I would do my menu when I'm trying to do 100% Filipino food. You Mm -hmm. know, there's different ways to market, you know, um, Filipino food. And so they shut down. But And then, like, less than another year later, now the boom of, like, everybody saying Filipino food is the next big thing and stuff like that. And, you know, timing is everything. And now you see... A bunch of us Filipino chefs like, you know, kind of rising to the top and getting our fair share of the spotlight because we're doing what we love and we're very passionate about. Um, But in terms of like what we're doing here, I definitely think we need more. I mean, look what New York is doing, L.A. is doing, San Francisco, you know, and their other big cities like their Filipino food scene is, you know, 10 times bigger than San Diego food scene is.
1: Hmm. Where do you go for authentic, like, mom-and-pop Filipino food in San Diego?
3: I live in National City, so I have, like, 12 choices awesome. by the time, like, 9 o'clock rolls around. Give me around. two. Uh, I love going to Zarlitos, which is on 8th Street.
0: We're feverishly raining this <laughs> okay, <sorry. Yeah. laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then I like going to Manila Sunset. That's cool. also on Plaza Boulevard. Love it. Yeah.
0: Okay, everybody watch for Chef DJ there. Okay, um, that kind of is a good segue into two people, 50 bucks. Should mm-hmm. we do it? Will you stay with us? Tell of us what yeah. well, You've already given us two, but you've got to come up with another one. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, how we always end our show. We talk about our own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking lately. Two people, 50 bucks to spend, not really including alcohol, just food. mm Archie, um, shout out to Lotus
1: tie downtown and in Hillcrest for Tom cost soup while I was sick for a week. Mm. That's like all I ate.
0: God, you were sick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Today's the first day I feel normal and maybe it's cause of that Tom cost
0: soup. Mm, good. So, how yeah. about you, David? Two people, 50 bucks.
2: Uh, I'm going to say rabbit hole. Uh, Great little sports bar that really has pretty good food too. Like their burger, if you get it, it, has a jalapeno that's stuffed with uh sausage and then bacon wrapped on it. And then they have these-
0: Inside the burger?
2: On top of it. It's like pinned into the into the burger and it's, it's just like a nice item. little- Yeah, exactly. When
0: you get a purse and there's like a cell phone case in there or something, it's like a bonus item. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's like your bonus item.
2: And then they just have uh these awesome like ghost pepper wings. Uh all in all, great little uh, place to watch uh, football and.
0: It's in Normal Heights, right? Right stuff. on Adams Avenue.
2: Yep, exactly. My
0: husband loves their chilaquiles.
2: Super, super, super good. They like people don't expect them for brunch, and yeah. it's still like it's better than a lot of the brunch spots that are known for those kind of things. Nice. Oh.
0: Um, I have one this week I don't always have these But uh, before the OB holiday parade We always meet my in-laws And we used to always Meet at Natty's. And Nattie's is closed. <laughs> it was so sad you, We snuck in free parking It was perfect You could park there Eat the Natty's taco Troy's <laughs> waving me off And saying it's gross It was kind of gross But it was tradition And I loved it
3: Troy but would you like to say hi? <laughs> <I know.
2: laughs> hi everyone I was late to the podcast no, I thought it was be tomorrow Be honest
0: Yeah he forgot about the podcast I completely I Even though about I emailed yesterday Get a, in a, yeah. As you um, literally
2: did email me yesterday. You're like, "Hey, what what about a guest for tomorrow?" I'm really you know you're struggling here. I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely." <laughs> Within 24 <laughs> hours, I didn't even drink. You're last working night. <laughs> so
0: hard for us. <laughs> it's the rain; it gets everyone out of sorts. Yeah. Um, anyway, we couldn't go to Natty, so we went to a place called Raglan in oh, Ocean yeah. Beach. I don't know; this is new to me. I don't go to this place. Big before. burger joint. I guess it's a big burger joint. I'm really trying better to be plant-based. Now I'm trying to be vegan before six. That's my new thing, because it's so hard. But oh my god, I got a meat pie at this place at like four o'clock on a freezing cold day before the parade. And it was just, it was the best thing in my life. And it was like $9 for a big meat pie, which is like a puff pastry with just meat and gravy in it. And french fries, they had a kid's menu. They were nice to my kids. My in-laws got (laughs) tomato soup. It was really just a perfect, cozy, fun place to go. Um, very kid friendly, and it was definitely two pe- two people fifty bucks. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely, it's pretty much the same menu at like all their burger places too, and they just go the under different ones? names. A so Queenstown
0: uh, is it the same? Queenstown,
2: people? and then also uh, um, Bareback Grill,
1: and um, da, the the Donito, oh. right? I, no? Is that yeah. separate? Yes. Troy says Dunedin. Yes. Troy says yes. Mm. I didn't realize it was bareback.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. So like the Kiwi Longo, I think it's called something maybe different at Raglan. I'm not positive, but uh-huh. they still have pretty much pretty close variations of both on all the menus.
0: In case you don't know Raglan or Natty's, this is an Ocean Beach, um, down kind of off Newport a little bit. My mother-in-law got a burger and she really liked it, so it was very good. Okay, uh-huh. how about you? Two people, 50 bucks to spend. Where are you going?
3: I would probably go to Lola 55. Mm. Yeah. Tacos.
0: What do you uh, get there? Tacos.
3: I mean the whole menu you can get it under <laughs> 50 bucks i'm not even kidding yeah like you can literally get their whole menu under 50 bucks that's true the tacos yeah. are what three four bucks between three to four bucks yeah mm-hmm. so delish i know delish. it's new yeah. you that's guys awesome. downtown yeah. will link to it
0: mm-hmm. um we link to everything that we talk about on this show i should have said that earlier as well but go to san Diego and archon will put up everything she takes notes um throughout our episode and that is it We'll be back next week. We're going to be talking to the CEO of the San Diego Food Bank. I'm kind of excited about that chat. Mm-hmm.
2: And maybe Troy will make it to this maybe one. Maybe he'll show up. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> he might be there. You have
0: shoes and clothes and everything. So you made it. Uh, thanks, you guys. We'll see you next week.
3: Awesome. Have a good one.